Now let me record the button. What'd you say? Now let me record. That's fine. I got mine. Okay. I say showing that I'm recording, so we are good to go. Cool. All right. What is up, everybody? Oh, just another day in paradise. Where'd you get a GameStop, by the way? I picked up Mortal Kombat and Borderlands Trilogy. Oh. Hey, me and McGee were actually talking about Borderlands last night. We were thinking about uh, uh, doing a co-op mode on that because you can have up to four people and it'll break mm-hmm. the monotony of Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. That is very true. I got but, it for Switch, though, so I'd have to get it for Gate Xbox or PlayStation. Possibly. I'm not sure, actually. I found out I have all of them except for the third one. All right. I think I have all of them. I need to get the third one. It's on sale right now on the PlayStation Store for 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah, we should all invest in that then. Yeah, normally 60 and I think it's the Ultimate Edition, too. So. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. All right. So let's anyway, some... we have already broke topic. <laughs> I know. Let's uh let's let's go into our introductions here. Um, I'm Fred. I'm the youngest of the millennials here, representing 1993. Um, we got Eric here. I believe uh, he. <laughs> yeah, there he is. I'm the middle millennial. Yeah, yeah. What are you? 91, right? 91, representing 91. Then you got McGee over here. He's representing uh, 1600 BC. Uh, it was 88, and I'm not that old, okay? I mean, for the love of God, I only saw the birth of Christ. <laughs> Were you one of the uh, one of the shepherds there? I'll have you know, I was only a wee boy in the manger, just being like, what the fuck's going on here? I don't think you... Are, are you in, insinuating that you're Jesus? No, so I'm standing by going like, "What's the deal here, it's a kid?" No, that, that's a joke. I don't, I don't think you're Hebrew, but whatever. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to our first topic. It'll kind of segue from uh, our video game talks here. So, um, we've got a couple new games coming out this year. Uh, in the next couple months, we've we've touched on them a few times before. We got Battlefield and the new Call of Duty. Um, I've looked at the trailers for both of them. I'm kind of excited about the new the new Call of Duty because um, it's going back to we get to fight Nazis again, so World War II yes. type theme. And um, I'm not a big fan of any of the futuristic concepts that was in like Black Ops Four or Black Ops Three. You know, it's just unrealistic to you know, just be sitting there and get taken out by somebody with a jetpack. So boots on the ground. That's uh I'm pretty excited about it. What do you guys think? I'm nervous, I dude. Actually, I'm nervous as well. I actually tend to to I agree with Josh here. I'm kind of leaning more towards battlefield as our as the next big thing. Yeah, because I remember the last World War II Call of Duty was it World at War. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, it was not as fun. Uh, it was not World at War. It was actually World War II was the last Call of Duty that was World War II. It came, out, uh, it came out right before Modern Warfare. No, actually, I think it came out before Black Ops 4. Yeah, it came out before Black Ops 4. 
Um, I don't know. Battlefield looks good. I was actually uh, scrolling through my memories on Facebook today. And five years ago today, uh, I shared some gameplay from Battlefield 1. It was like the beta that was out at that time. And uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a really good game. It was super fun. But the only problem was at that particular time, I didn't have a squad to play with. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for Battlefield because it's, it's, uh, th- there's a lot less cheaters that play Battlefield, I think. I can agree with that a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing about Call of oh. Duty, Call of Duty is trying too, too hard to compete with, with Fortnite and all these Battle Royale games. And honestly, I've never been a huge Battle Royale type fan. You know, PUBG and no. all those other ones. I mean, if you got a squad to play with, that's cool. But especially given where everybody cheats, it's just not fun. It's why I like Battlefield, dude, because like you're still playing like Capture the Flag and shit. It's just the map is so massively huge. So you're in the best of both worlds there. And that's kind of yeah. Battlefield. Uh, one of the things I remember about it from that that gameplay I shared, like you could get like six people and go around in a tank. And just destroy everyone. And uh, it was awesome because it's an objective-based game, too, for the most part. So you don't have people. I mean, there still probably are some that just sit out there camping for kills. But a lot of the people that play Battlefield tend to actually play the objective from what what I've found in the past. But uh, we touched on we touched on this a little bit too with the uh, the Call of Duty, the whole uh, Treyarch and Activision. Um, they're gonna they're gonna start perma banning people for for cheating, which I think is absolutely phenomenal because I can't stand cheating. Yes. Oh, yeah. How many times have we played a map with people we've seen using aimbots and just get completely annihilated? Bro, you weren't even on the other night, but me and McGee were playing with somebody who had like a. Uh, they went, I think it was twenty nine and two on a match. And it was that, just blatant too. I think the KD was like fourteen or something like that, and uh, wow, it was ridiculous. I just don't understand yeah, see, the, things like that. I'm I'm glad to hear that they're actually going to try to implement a perma ban now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going into IP addresses. It's going into hardware. Um, they're following suit. I can't remember the name of the game, but there was a game that recently was announced. Or it started with an S. God, I might have to look it up now. It's going to bother me. While you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and go on. So there are a couple games that I've actually been interested in that are coming out with in the, probably the next two years, and that would be Final Fantasy 16 and Dragon Quest 12. I know neither of you two are big on RPGs, but personally, I've grown up on them, and the way that they are looking so far is amazing. Uh, yeah, Especially um, Final Fantasy 16, going back to like their classic medieval times rather than all this modernized garbage. Yeah, there's a big cult following for Final Fantasy. I just, I've honestly, and um, maybe it's just me, I've I've never personally played one. Maybe if I actually sat down and played one, then I might be uh, might be a fan, but I just haven't had the uh, the chance to do it. 
you would have to find the right game to play because there are so many different numbered Final Fantasies that you could easily get the wrong one and be turned off, or, or you could get the right one like I did and absolutely love it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Assassin's Creed games. I tried to play the very first Assassin's Creed, and it just uh, it just didn't resonate with me. And then I tried to play Black Flag as well. Um, so I skipped from one. To, I think Black Flag was like the fourth one or something like mm-hmm. that. They're completely different games. It's it's just crazy oh. how different they are. Uh, I still think Black Flag is the best one. In a while. Well, Black Flag, you started off on a pirate ship, and I had to like maneuver around islands and shoot other pirate ships. I mean, it seemed pretty cool. Heck yeah, dude! I could be. I've never personally played the Assassin's Creed, but I have watched people play them, and I will agree, Black Flag has definitely been. One of the ones I enjoyed watching the most. Yeah. And, uh, then they did Odyssey, where it was kind of the same deal, and Valhalla is kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, Valhalla was the, the first one. Uh, I think it launched with the next-gen consoles, actually. Yeah, it was kind of one of those where it was launched on both. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is working everything. Yeah, it was, it was a launch title. Oh, speaking, uh, since we're on the gaming topics, and this was kind of in my list anyways... So, uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to, to look this up or do any research on it, but uh, China is now implementing, uh, implementing restrictions on their children playing video games. Uh, for a total, they are only allowed to be online playing video games for three hours a week. Oh, wow. One hour a night, too. I was like, what? Dude, China is more restricted than my mom when I was 12. Well, they, they are trying to uh, correct their culture, from what I understand. They don't want their children to grow up, I guess, uh, rotting their brains out with video games. So not only are they doing that, but they're also banning uh, feminine man or feminine men from television. So they're trying to completely revamp their entire social structure. Right and how their kids uh, are growing up. They're, that's that's from the president's directive. It's kind of, I don't know how to feel about that. It's just a little, that's a little crazy. Welcome to communism. <laughs> what, dude, the government doesn't know the right to change the culture. It's just like, you're along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Little Chinese people aren't going to be able to, I guess, instead of playing the games, uh, I guess they'll make the games. I'm not sure what they plan on doing there. But uh, I thought that was super, super interesting. I, um, I mean, I I kind of get the logic behind it. They want to make sure that they're the smartest country in the entire nation. So they want their children to not, you know, play video games and whatnot. But at the same time, there comes a point where you're no longer – well, China's not really a, a free country by any means anyways, but I couldn't imagine something like that being done in America. Yeah, no, that, that would not go over well. No, that would not fly at all. We all know that. Yeah, people uh, people don't want to wear masks less on play a, or have a three-hour ban. So I can uh, I can imagine the uh, the chaos that would bring, but that's just wild. I, I still can't. I can't believe that. That is just crazy. Yeah, that would take like three hours before people start downloading VPNs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just doesn't make a, 
doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, well, I mean, like I said, I understand, I get what they're trying to do, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's not, uh, I guess it wouldn't be very, um, politically correct here. Yeah, no, that would not go over well, especially banning a feminine men from TV. Like <laughs> as many people love like the RuPaul shows and whatnot, I, I don't, uh, that would be just something that would go crazy here in America. Yeah, that, that yeah, that would not be real as well. Oh, Chinese, Chinese. So uh, I posted this to the um, the Halo Two condom. Did anybody get a chance to to look at that and see what's going on with that? I got a good chance to look at it. Yes, I was like it's coming. I'm like okay. Somebody at Bungie, did, I, somebody had to have, like, just thrown that out in a pitch meeting. Like, yeah, I found them from the game. Like, whatever, right? I, I cannot believe Nick approved that. Yeah, they and actually. the fact that it actually went into production, too. Yeah, and uh, apparently it's it's so rare and so popular that people are selling it for crazy amounts of money. It's just uh, they even had to get uh, – they even had to get approval that it was a legitimate, uh, a legitimate form of birth control. Like they had to get a seal of approval and everything because uh, I, I, I think more or less they were aiming towards putting it out there as a collector's item. But, you know, uh, some people aren't going to going to use it as a collector's item. They didn't want to get sued. So they actually went ahead and got the proper proper production licensing and made sure that they were actually legitimate forms of birth control. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, some dude at dragon con hooked up with some chick dressed for time. You know, that happened. <laughs> Sadly, seen, you're more likely correct. I seen a meme. Uh, one time it was a mortal Kombat meme. And I think they followed suit one time because, uh, <laughs> because it, it may have been a, may have been just a meme but it was a mortal Kombat condom and it said uh, finish her on it it was great uh, i was gonna look at it's like darth vader it's like i am not the father <laughs> so i think oh now would be a good time to use this segue since we're talking about bad ideas let's just go ahead and get into this the withdrawal of afghanistan how bad did we screw the pooch on that one I, I love how we're going from condoms to the worst pullout in human history. Exactly. It was, I thought it was a perfect segue. That's McGee's topic. He's all about anti-government. That so. is McGee. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I'm anti-government. Dude, listen, there is a dude in, like, Utah with 12 kids who's better pulling out than the United States was during this, okay? Just, like, they abandoned an air base in the middle of the night. Did you guys read about this, right? So I, I was reading about this. Mm -hmm. Apparently, when they left Bagram, Literally, they shut the power off and just ran onto the helicopters. They didn't even tell like the Afghan National Army they were leaving. No. It's just like gone, like poof. It's like weren't there weren't, weren't there a lot of dudes in like camouflage here earlier? What, what the <laughs> fuck happened? Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard that. Uh, God, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the well, Afghan also the bombing. Oh yeah, the 13, 13 people. 13 dead, 15 critically wounded. 
Yeah. Oh, and we left behind all the cool shit, all the expensive stuff, like guns and ammo and night vision goggles. Yeah, apparently the uh, the Afghan allies that we had there were upset that we left non-working helicopters there. They they were not all non-working because I've seen videos. <laughs> yeah, Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's great. Yeah, I don't. I'm a, I don't understand the point of staying there for twenty years, anyways. I mean, I understand why they went in first, and that was to to try and find Bin Laden. And mm-hmm. I know that we thought at first that the Afghan government wanted a structuralization, kind of like our government. But why spend 20 years in a country that basically turned out to be a lost cause? That's just that's just idiocracy. We paid, we funded a war that literally produced nothing. Very, very, very true. We got what, a couple of years of somewhat non-ridiculous gas prices. Yeah, but it's still it still caused inflation because I remember before before 9-11, which this is just natural, natural inflation too with economics and whatnot. But I remember gas prices were like a dollar fifty, dollar twenty, something like that. Oh yeah. And they're like, how, what? No, this is a bad idea. It's because we went in without like a clear cut, you know, idea of what we were doing. Yeah, they, they just did not have a good plan of attack on that. No. Yeah. Plus, I'm sitting here trying to learn Pashto Dari so I can like get some free ammo given what else is going on now. <laughs> yeah, McGee over here. Trying to, after he does that. Trying to get shotgun ammo. Uh, dude. I'm like, okay, do you hear about this? Apparently, like 10 minutes after we pull out of Afghanistan, uh, Biden's like he bans imports of ammo from Russia over like some weird thing that happened a year ago, right? Well, that's forty percent of domestic ammo is like that cheap Russian steel case stuff that people buy. I'm like, what? I, I would not recommend this decade to anyone. It's just not turned out fun. No, <laughs> this is this might go down as one of the worst decades, probably next to the twenties and thirties of the nineteen hundreds. Oh yeah, I think I think the economy is going to take a big crap. With everything that's been going on and that is going on. Uh, we might, well, go already, into, might go into a Great Depression again. I don't know, dude. They're, predict- they're predicting it. I've, I've watched a lot of things where you're like seeing things like jack way up in price and drop back down and supply mm-hmm. comes back in the stock. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Especially one thing I've noticed it in where I used to work at a pharmacy, drug medication costs. I think the price of steaks, dude. I mean, that's kind of how I did buy it to like food. It's kind of one of those things that you want to stay fairly stable. Yeah. Do you ever yeah, see the, uh, the McDonald's economics where it does the price of a Big Mac 
directly correlates with the economy in the area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen that a few times, actually. Yeah, it seems to hold true, too. I think the price of a... I think a Big Mac here is like $4.20, maybe. Yes, and if you go to Bristol, which is only an hour away, it's almost $7 for a Big Mac. Yeah, but conversely, the price of gas is like 20 cents cheaper out there, I noticed. I've noticed that I got gas actually at Sam's Club in Bluefield the other day, and it was $2.74 in Bluefield. Nice. Compared to the average cost of gas here is $2.89. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, there for a long time, I think it stayed at $2.99. Mm-hmm. So this is the uh, perfect opportunity to segue to this. So there's a, a popular show from the 90s, well, late 80s, early 90s, that's making a reboot. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I am super, super excited about that because I'm a huge Fresh Prince fan. Did any of you guys get a chance to look at any information on that? So I am split on this one for one major reason. And that is the death of Uncle Phil in the mid-2000s. And he was such an integral part of that series that I don't yeah. know how they're going to make it nostalgic enough to replace him. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil, James Avery. Yes, sir. Um, from what I understand, Will Smith's character is going to try and portray the characteristics and the traits of Uncle Phil, but that's going to be, that's some pretty hard, hard uh, shoes to fill. Oh, very. I mean, I don't think that anybody could portray Uncle Phil better than James Avery did. Unless maybe. No, I mean, he was a great actor. I think the only one that I could compare with uh, James Avery on acting, dramatic acting, would be Michael Clark Duncan, who's also did. Yes. Another one that we lost too soon. Yeah. Poor guy. Dude, he was awesome. And since we're talking about reboots, I was actually watching TV last night and saw that they were doing another reboot of another, I think this one was an 80s sitcom called The Wonder Years. Oh, dude, they're reading The Wonder Years? That is a classic. I remember that. That is, and they are rebooting it. Series premiere and coming, I think, within the next two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Of course you remember that one snuck it under the radar. Dude, I watch that thing on TV land all the time when I was a kid. Yep. Okay. That's what started the whole voiceover thing, we like in TV. It's like I never knew, but it was at that moment. That type of stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, I'm sure I've seen it, but I'm gonna have to get some actors that were playing in it. Well, um, no, uh, you remember Boy Meets World? Yeah, yes. it was uh is it Ben Savage? The plug cord. Yes. It was his older brother that was the main actor in the Wonder Years. Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, that was that ran from according to this, it ran from 88 to 93. That would actually be right. You know, I'm at 93. 
You're at 88. That's actually all of our decades right there. Uh, Yeah. I was at the tail end of it, but I remember the show, like you said, on TV land, which showed a lot of a lot of the older sitcoms. Oh, yeah. That'll be very interesting. What platform picked it up? Did you see that, Eric? I believe it was ABC. ABC. Oh, wow. Yeah, Peacock picked up the uh, the Fresh Prince reboot. They've already agreed to fund the first two seasons. They closed the deal, I think, uh, on the first, actually. So just a few days ago. Oh, wow. Will Smith uh, handpicked the character to play, to basically fill his shoes. I can't remember his name. It's His last name is Banks, though, and... He's actually a, a Philadelphia resident, so he's trying to trying to get as much well, as close to his character as what it was. But um, I kind of hope they bring Carlton back too. I like Carlton. He, him and oh, no, I love Carlton. Yeah, they made That'd it. Be funny, yeah. And then Jazzy Jeff just making a couple guest appearances, which is bring back all the nostalgia. Is he even still alive though? Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff. That's crazy though that. Sure. I was um he's still alive. Yeah, he is. So is actually um Jeffrey. Jeffrey's still alive too. Oh Jeffrey. Really? Yeah, he's yep, they are both still alive. Yeah, they have a uh, a Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion on HBO Max to get a chance to check it out. I haven't I personally I haven't watched all of it yet. I watched like the first 15 minutes uh, right during the pandemic the start of the pandemic i follow will smith on snapchat and uh he was actually talking about a reunion and uh he's the reason that they got the reunion together oh wow anybody that knows me i love anything will smith it's uh i think will smith's one of the the best actors of our generation personally right I mean, he is a very, very actor. He's done everything like comedy, serious drama, action, everything in between. He has, yeah. and he has done pretty good at all of them as well. He has. I mean, you got to look at, like, for instance, the the drama role. You look at, like, I Am Legend. That, that'll bring a tear to my eye when he had to kill that dog, man. That was rough. Oh, God. Oh, there was another one he did. I think it was called Happiness or Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, Pursuit uh, of Happiness. Yeah, That's where... I yes. think he's uh, selling like homeless, I think. or something. Yeah, he's homeless, and he has like a an afro in it. He does that one super super good too. And then you he's got a over. new one uh, coming out where he plays like Serena Williams Williams' dad too. I saw that. Huh. I haven't seen. I haven't that heard one that one yet. No, I haven't either. He's a he's definitely a, a very diverse actor. I mean, look yes, at all the, and you don't find many of them anymore. Yeah, I mean, you look at Men in Black with him and Tommy Lee Jones. That's it's such a weird mix of actors, but they do it so well together. Mm-hmm. Those were some great movies. Yeah, the Men in Blacks. The, the only one that disappointed me was the the last one, the Men in Black International. It was uh, it was not a good movie. I do not recommend it. Yeah, they took out Tommy Lee and they took out uh, Will, I think. Yeah, it didn't have any of the original actors in it. I don't even know why it was even put out there. It's just, I, I don't even follow the storyline completely. I think it's just dumb. 
I want to talk about movies that they made mistakes taking out actors. Let's talk about the Independence Day sequel. Yeah, no. Talk about Will Smith, one of his best roles, and then he decides to not do it. So they just kill him off within the first three minutes of the movie. I'm like, and that it just started getting stupid at that point, too. It's like the aliens, the ships are bigger this time. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) what? I'm like, they're the size of a freaking city. That's not a ship. That's a planet with an engine. I'm like, like, yeah, that just got stupid quick. I really like that movie that Will Smith did on Netflix, uh, Bright. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's not Oscar bait, but I got what I was expecting, a good kind of action movie out of it. Yeah, I mean, it was better. I got to say Bright was probably better than Gemini Man. Oh, yeah. I I can agree. Gemini Man was not – I mean, it was good as far as, like, his acting and everything like that, but I feel like the movie itself was not – very well put together. No. I would watch a sequel to Bright. Yeah, Bright was good. I really liked uh I really liked Bright. It was uh it was a very unique thing. I was thinking there for a little bit that Netflix was gonna pick up Will Smith to do some stuff, but I guess it didn't turn out. They should he is awesome. And Netflix is actually now they're working at deals with Nickelodeon. Um, they're showing all the Nickelodeon stuff to try and compete with Disney Plus. Yeah. Good luck to that. <laughs> yeah, that's not work out. I'm not going to place money on that one. Uh, this is perfect opportunity. I didn't have this on the list, but you know, Disney Plus. If they if they don't let Johnny Depp do this new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I'm going to boycott them. I'm done. Yes, Dude. I can agree. I'm yes. all for justice for Johnny. Johnny Depp is Jack Black, or is Captain Jack Sparrow. No, I said Jack Black. No, he is Jack Sparrow. I mean, like, legitimately. Like, everybody, like, recognizes Johnny Depp in that role. Yeah, people who didn't even know Johnny Depp as an actor before, they recognize him. Like, if you go back, like me, for instance, I wasn't a huge Johnny Depp fan. Didn't really know a lot about him before the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And then I go back and watch some of his earlier stuff, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you look at uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape. You know some of his earlier stuff, and he looks so familiar. And I'm like, man, who is that actor? I'm like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. And uh, I couldn't imagine a Pirates of the Caribbean movie without him. He's just so eccentric in the movies, and without him, the movies just don't—they're not worth watching, in my opinion. No, I agree no. completely. I mean, totally. Him and the—who was that girl? The who's the Amber? What was her name? The one that he Amber Heard is Amber Heard. Yeah, Amber Heard. Yeah, that's I can't stand the the false accusations and things like that. He finally got the uh go to audit her finances on their divorce settlement. And from the five, I think it was either five, I think it's five million dollars. She had agreed to donate all $5 million to charity as part of the divorce settlement. And uh, he finally got the, the green light to open an investigation to audit. And if any of that $5 million was not put towards charity, then uh, he has a lawsuit that he could win. And chances are she probably didn't put all $5 million that towards charity. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's the case, dude, because there's some accusations. She did some... Uh... 
Yeah, sketchy stuff. Yeah, so I kind of feel like yeah, it's gonna be the case. I mean, I don't, I don't want to put Johnny Depp out there as like the the best person in the world. I'm sure he's done some bad things, but I don't necessarily think that he's done done any of that bad stuff that that uh, she has accused him of. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, he never cut off her finger either. (laughs) Let's just go there. (laughs) Like. Like, okay, uh, this is the bar here. Okay, yeah. Which, oh, yeah, I, I want to go off on a rant here for a second. Does it bother anybody else? It's there, there are just certain actable actors and actresses in Hollywood, they're just really notable for not being bad people, just being genuinely nice people. And that's just such a standout. Like, I mean, like, uh, Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. notable thing, everybody loves that guy, he is just super nice. And the fact that that's a rarity, I think, is just annoying. Exactly. I can agree with that. I mean, the one rule I've always grown up is treat others the way you want to be treated. No matter how much money or fame you have, you should you should just be a genuinely good person. And it, unfortunately, I feel like that is becoming a, a, lacking, a lacking role in most Americans anymore. Most Americans feel that they're entitled, and that's that's the problem. They don't have a sense of morals or a moral compass, for that matter. Like, for instance, right. anybody that that knows me, like, I grew up, I grew up dirt poor, and uh, it taught me a lot about life in my early years. Um, and I think a lot of people, they, they would be a lot more humble if they didn't have the luxuries that they do now. Um, yes money money influences most of the bad people and the bad things in the world I mean, you look at uh jeff bezos over here got all this money and throwing a temper tantrum because elon musk's rocket design got picked up by nasa like come on man dude i wish i had enough money that i could just pay to play astronaut that would be fucking amazing i mean his his rocket ship design looked like a damn marshmallow or something weird <laughs> Like I don't. Uh, yeah, not, uh, what was that? What was the name of his company? Elon Musk owns Tesla and SpaceX. No, 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 no Jeff Bezos. Um, oh, let's see, Jeff blue something. Bezos rocket company. I'm looking it up. Uh, blue Origin, I think. Blue. Okay, Blue Origin. Okay, yeah. have you guys looked at the pictures of that rocket? I have not. I've, I've seen some. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you here. Whoever the fuck designed this rocket needs to be yelled at because that thing looks like it, it, like a bad dildo. It looks like <laughs> the spaceship Dr. Evil flies in the Austin Powers movies. It's Bro, like, I'm, I'm looking oh, at sure, it It's now. a giant. Yeah. Yeah. It literally, like, it represents, it looks like a giant penis. It really <laughs> does. How about. Not even joking, okay? And then you compare that to like Elon Musk, SpaceX, Falcon, or whatever it is. I guess he wanted to put just a tip into the atmosphere. I'm not sure. I mean, like, yeah, there's still some phallic notations here because it is a fucking rocket, but we, it's, I mean, that was just blatant, okay? Just really <laughs> blatant. He, he's over here. He's uh, he designed his rocket to to f over NASA, I guess, or f over uh, uh, Elon Musk. So he wanted to design it to look like a giant dildo. <laughs> I, 
it would be one thing if he came out and said that was deliberate. I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever, yeah. But this, like, <laughs> uh, uh, just put it out there. I'm like, somebody on his staff did not like him and put this in here as a joke, thinking they were about to get fired. And, and they're just sitting there in their office like, holy fuck, I can't believe they actually built this. <laughs> they put this on live TV, <laughs> our penis entering the atmosphere. <laughs> or exiting oh, the atmosphere, I mean. And some guy did this as a joke, thinking he'd get shot down. And he's saying, you're like, okay, they can't fire me over this now. I'm gonna, let's ride this bitch till the weird fall off. Yeah, Bezos. What a freaking. Oh, God. Speaking of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue over into a topic that's uh, very passionate that uh, I absolutely uh, have been raving over the past couple days since I've seen it. The um, we know that the COVID surges are, are super high right now with kids going back to mm-hmm. school and the Delta variant being mostly transmitted by children. Um, so somebody uh, posted something on Facebook a couple days ago that was a chart, and um, that chart it had uh, the percentage of COVID cases in the hospital that were vaccinated individuals versus unvaccinated individuals. And I want to say, and don't quote me 100% of these numbers, but I want to say the unvaccinated uh, number was like almost 100 and the vaccinated number was like eight. Um, So something very, 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 very big in, in marginalization, but the thing about those those graphs that I absolutely cannot stand, and again, I got vaccinated, and McGee, I know you're not going to get vaccinated. Eric and I already I got vaccinated, but the thing about those charts that I cannot stand is that they don't include, they're making it look like, yeah, all you unvaccinated people are clogging up the hospitals, but think back. I mean, this Delta variant is mostly transmitted by children. Anybody under the age of 12 can't even be vaccinated. So they're not taking into factor medical conditions or age restrictions that actually are preventing people from getting unvaccinated. So it's it's basically they're trying to it's socialism at its finest. They're they're trying to attack people that haven't been vaccinated saying that they're the reasons that the hospitals are overflowing. And I okay. cannot stand uh, that that false information being put out there. Yeah, that, that's some bullshit. Okay, like, I, I dived into this deep, and it's annoying because, like, I don't trust anybody as a general rule, but it's kind of misleading. Like, um, Israel has like an eighty-five percent vaccine rate for the entire country, and like sixty plus percent of their no, new COVID cases in adults have already had the vaccine. Okay, so not quite. Plus. You know, who, who's getting sick? Is it, okay, is it vaccinated? Is it unvaccinated? Is it people that medically can't get the vaccine? Like somebody, uh, I know I've told you, talked to you guys about, uh, what's his name? It was the drummer from Out, uh, from Outcast, I believe it was, uh, in the band. He has Guillain-Barre syndrome, so he can't get the vaccine, and they even kicked him out of the band. Offspring, but that's who we were talking or about. Or offspring, yes. Yeah. yeah, he has Guillain-Barre syndrome, so he can't even get the freaking vaccine, even if he wanted to. Yeah, it's uh, their whole, their whole uh, 
they're they're trying like i said it, it's socialism at its finest they're trying to turn people on other people saying you're the reason that our hospitals are overflowing you're the reason we are still on lockdown you're the reason we have to wear these masks me personally i don't think these masks do a damn thing they they just annoy me more than anything because if you really want to go out here and just just ride the wave really the best way to do it other than vaccines and i know me and you have talked about this mcgee is herd immunity if if people get it and get it over with your body will build natural protection against the virus i've seen several reports they're saying that if you got the virus like if you were actually sick it offers more long duration more long-term protection than the actual vaccine does they're talking about like vaccine boosters every five months or shit with this right i'm like they have they said they said that the antibodies uh, drop off after five months, which makes the vaccine no longer effective against fighting it. And I don't know. It's it's always something. If you notice one thing that has that has remained a constant is that the CDC has no fucking idea what they want people to do. Oh yeah, I think is a lot of the problem. I mean, seriously, if you were like. Hey, this is what we're gonna do. This is our long duration plan. You'll be a lot more calm about it. But you know, Fauci and several other people—they're like the talking heads for these organizations. The story literally changes from day to day. Yeah, like, do we wear the masks today? Do we not wear the masks? Oh yeah, do you need a mask or not need a mask? Does not work? Standpoint as someone that has both had the vaccine and had the coronavirus. I will say that I feel safer for myself from having both already than I would be walking around with just the with just the vaccine. And and back to Fred's topic, this new Delta variant that they're saying is going around, it's affecting kids. Again, kids cannot get it if they're under 12. And there's even some points that I've heard where some schools are teachers are actually letting these kids not wear masks when they're in the classrooms because they think that it's not working. And then you're seeing spikes in these cases, but it still goes back to the fact that they're reporting it as non-vaccinated people when they really don't fit the criteria because they haven't made a vaccine that it will actually work for them at that age. Well, another thing we're kind of missing out on too is like, it's regional. It's regional. Like everybody's kind of like, I remember them talking about like, this may be here to stay. We may have a Corona season. Well, a lot of these places where it's spiking, like, for example, Texas, right? I don't know if anybody listening or here has ever been to Texas, but Texas in September is hot as fuck. So everybody's inside where you're more likely, you know, we know this thing spreads better inside and, you know, it kills off a little bit by UV radiation. So if you're stuck in a house with air conditioning where it's, you know, cool and there's not a lot of UV light, like an office or a business, you're going to get it more likely. Whereas... I probably think you'll see in the Northeast like a spike come winter. Yeah, it's it's going to be seasonal. And and back to what Eric was saying that he heard in some schools that uh, the teachers were having or letting kids not wear the masks. Yeah, anybody, well, you guys already know, all three of my kids have been exposed to, to COVID. It started with the first one, the oldest one. Uh, he's, he's 11, and um, he... His teacher, at some points, they they don't have to wear the masks in the class and whatnot. But 
I don't think the masks are super effective, especially for small children anyways, because anybody who has children knows that children cannot stay away from each other. They are nasty. They touch everything. They lick everything. They put everything in their mouth. So <laughs> they are and trying uh, to keep a mask on a kid is like trying to tie down a, a wet hog. I mean, yeah, it just it's not something that they want to do or are used to doing. Unless my oh. son has like a, a Spider-Man mask on and a costume, and he probably still won't even keep the mask on at that point because it's hard to breathe. And kids, my kids are constantly, they, they want to be right beside each other. They want to touch each other. They want to pick at each other. So I think before too long, the school systems are going to be overrun with, uh, with new COVID cases. And I've noticed that a lot of these COVID cases now too, um, they didn't really you know, this area wasn't super impacted with the first COVID outbreak, but this time around, it's, uh, it's hitting hard. I think it's just because we didn't get hit hard the first time around. It's, it's, it comes back to herd immunity again. We weren't exposed to it as much the first time around, so now we're getting hit harder than the first oh, time yeah. around. I agree, and I still, I think my wife and me have had this argument that we think that there's going to be another shutdown and I personally am against another shutdown. Yeah, I have. What do uh, you all think of a possible shutdown? I don't think that they'll shut down again because America was so upset the first time it happened that um, I don't think it would be a good idea for them to do it again, especially with the economy. I mean, these stimulus checks, don't get me wrong. I love the free money, but nothing's free. We're eventually going to pay it back. And yeah, absolutely. these shutdowns are just going to result in more people. It'll jack back up the unemployment rate, which we're finally getting to the point now that people are actually wanting to go back to work. Um, just yesterday, I was at McDonald's. I was getting breakfast. And the starting pay at McDonald's now is $10.50. And um, so people are actually being incentivized, especially now because I'm pretty sure the unemployment benefits in this month. So people have to get back to work unless they sign in something that will extend it, which I am, I am 100% against because there are people who truly deserve to be on unemployment that, that, you know, really deserve it. They're out here trying to get jobs, but then there's other people that are just taking advantage of the extra money. They're saying that they're applying for all these jobs when in reality, they're sitting on their couch, uh, hacking call of duty and pissing me off at night. <laughs> I can agree oh, yeah. a thousand percent. I think that anytime you give you give people an option to not have to do certain things, they're going to take the easiest option for them. And with the unemployment benefits, the easiest option is to lie. And coming from someone who's been unemployed, not willingly, when I was laid off from my last job, unemployment back then, before they had all the extra money, was not a, a not enough to live off of it i was able to no. get 200 a week yeah and now with the covid they were getting up to 900 dollars a week now you think about that in perspective of a working class person they are making what is that 2700 a month yep. to do absolutely nothing but go out there and say that they're looking for a job and they can't tax unemployment can they <laughs> they, they, they can uh, tax it in certain states they put in a mandate, a federal mandate with the stimulus program, I think it was the CARES Act, that the first $10,000 that you receive on unemployment was untaxed. 
I see. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So these people, there was actually, I think it was last month or maybe the month before, the IRS started sending out extra refund checks because people that filed their tax returns that were on unemployment, um, they had gotten overtaxed because the first $10,000 was supposed to be untaxed. So they got surprise checks from the IRS getting paid back again on taxes that they overpaid from basically free money they got from the government anyways. It's, uh, it's very annoying. I know a person right now who's sitting at home um, on unemployment making like six or seven hundred bucks a week, not having to work. And, you know, that's, that's disheartening, disheartening to the working class people. You know, nobody wants to go out here and work most of the time. Nobody wants to go out and go to work. But uh, at the same time, the people that are working are paying for these people to stay home and not do anything. I cannot stand it. Yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. Yeah, I think that once the unemployment benefits finally do run out, that will finally give people the incentive to get back into the working class because then they'll be dropping down to minimal minimal paybacks so they won't be able to afford to live an extravagant lifestyle of unemployment like they could be now some of these new some of these states too not not ours included here in virginia but some of the states are actually as part of their cares act distribution are offering uh people an extra stimulus check if they if they get off unemployment which i don't agree with either but i mean it gets people back to work but i think i read in california which you know, California is, is California, that they were offering people like uh, a $1,400 check to, to go and get a job, basically, so they get off unemployment. See, I can agree, I can agree with that more than actually staying on unemployment, though. Yeah, so I Giving someone an incentive to actually work is better than giving them a more, more incentive to stay at home. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's the lesser of the two evils, but also mm -hmm. on top of that, a lot of these companies – they're so short staffed that they're offering, you know, thousand dollar sign on bonuses to go and sign up and actually work. I think I was seeing like KFC uh, and all the charter foods groups were offering a thousand dollar sign on bonus. Uh, if you agree to work there, I think you don't get the thousand dollars up front. You have to work for a minimum, I think of three months or six months, but uh, I mean, it gets people back to work. And I don't have to pay as much taxes for people to sit at home and hack Call of Duty. So I'm okay with it, I guess. And I'll just say this. I know we probably all agree with this, but I'm not dissing anyone that's on unemployment because I understand during the lockdown, every, a lot of people lost their jobs. And some people legitimately could not go back to work or were having trouble fi finding employment. So I'm not dissing anybody that's had unemployment. I'm just saying that I think that there are people that are abusing the system. and that we yeah. need to find a way to fix it. Yeah, government assistance as whole is, is not bad. For the people who truly deserve it and need it, I mean, by all means, use it, take advantage of it, but don't take advantage of it just because you're getting it. Um, yes. You know, that's kind of the, the, the point to take away from that. It's, it's completely fine to you know, be on welfare or unemployment or get EBT or... Uh, 
assistance for needy families, any of that stuff, it's okay if, if you really need it. But uh, at the same time, you don't want to take advantage of the system either. It's one of the, the morals to have in place. I mean, I hate the government just as much as the next person, but we, uh, we got to stand together and make sure that our children for the next generation aren't paying back all this money that we've gotten in this generation. I'd hate to see the price of gas come 20 years from now. I'd, I'd really hate to see it. Oh. Well, I mean, heck, are we going to be using gas in 20 years? Well, yeah, a lot of uh, companies are trying to convert to electric. Uh, most of the most of the companies are, but I know they're wanting to get away from natural resources and stuff. But the thing about that too is uh, these electric cars using lithium-ion batteries. Lithium-ion is not an abundant resource to make to make cars with. And I'm pretty sure lithium ion is not biodegradable, so it's really not too good for the environment um, over the long term span of things. Right, right. They're just wanting to get away from carbon emissions and whatnot. I mean, you're not wrong, dude. You're not. It's just kind of those things. I think they're trying to move to it. The next big thing, though, as far as. all this stuff is going to be, you know, battery technology, like how small, how much energy and stuff can one of these hold. Yeah, I mean, electric cars, if they could put in some, and some electric cars, um, well, maybe they don't, but I think the some electric cars, uh, well, all electric cars should have some type of way to regenerate power as you're driving. You know, I mean, you can use combustion or kinetic energy to, to put it back into the batteries. I think yeah, they should focus. They, they should focus on that technology. I even read somewhere that their long term goal was to in, incorporate some type of uh, charging strips, like in the middle of the road, to while you're going down the road, your wheels make contact with them, and it it gives you like a little a little jolt of energy as you're driving which that would be a, a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy. But um, if they could find some way to make them more, more reasonable to where, you know, you don't, you don't have to be at a supercharged station to charge it back up to where it would actually regenerate its own electricity, then electric cars would be more popular with people. Cause that's the whole stigma yes. right now is that if you're going to take a cross country trip, which Tesla is really good about it. I, I read, that Tesla, when you go into the GPS coordinates, it automatically will pre-plan out your route, and it will it will have you stop at uh, supercharged stations on the way to make sure that you reach your destination. But um, I think the supercharged stations, you still got to pay for the supercharged supercharged stations, and at the same time, I think it still takes 30 minutes to an hour for it to charge up to the point that you can actually make it to the next destination. So you're adding a lot more time to your trip. And if you try to take a trip with kids and you're adding more time, especially if they're little, it, anybody who has little kids, you know that you don't want to be in a car with them for a long time because they get restless. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So electric cars really need to focus on uh, being more... Uh, more sustainable 
to where you don't have to inconvenience yourself. And the fact that you don't have to install like a special charging station at your house, which a lot of the cars now will plug up to 120 volt outlets, but they will literally only give you three miles per hour on that charge. So it's, it's just pointless. Right. I agree. And until they find a way to make it more sustainable, I still think combustion engines are going to be the way to go. I understand that the government's trying to move towards all electric, but they, they really need to find a way to make it, make it easier on the consumer. That's why a lot of the car manufacturers now too, you cannot go out and um, buy like a car that has a V6 or a V8 engine. Most of your cars, even SUVs, and some select trucks now have four cylinders in them, like 1.2 mm-hmm. user. You know, just the smallest combustion engine possible, but they're adding all these turbos and hybrids and stuff to where you don't notice it. Like, I, my first car, well, not my first car, but the first car I bought on a finance was a, uh, it was a 2005 Dodge Neon, which is a piece of garbage, by the way. But, um, <laughs> It had a 2.0 engine and it had a four-cylinder. And that car, you could you could tell that it had a four-cylinder in it. Like, it did not do good at all. Like, you, it hesitated going up hills, stuff like that. And when we got Nikki's new car, which is a 2021 Equinox, it had a four-cylinder. Well, it has a four-cylinder in it. And um, I was kind of dreading um, driving it. But that four-cylinder, now they've, they've made them to where you can't tell it's got a four-cylinder. It's got more more giddy up and go than my my traverse's uh, v6 in it so technology's came a long way just in the past 15 years so i give it probably the next within the next 20 years you'll probably see a lot more people with electric cars but they they have to do something to where it's just it's just more sustainable especially here because there are no supercharged stations near us at all not at all. I think the closest mm-hmm. one you can go to maybe is in Kingsport, which what's that like a two hour drive from here, maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's uh, so it's just not feasible for this area, which is why why you don't see uh, electric cars in this area very often. Oh yeah. All right, guys, I think this uh, this should be a good stopping point for it. We're right at about an hour. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we close it out? I think we have covered a great many topics, and I think next week is going to be even better. So next week, probably we'll try to stick to a couple lists of topics again like we did this time and maybe even try to put out a poll and see if there's anything that you all want to hear from us. Yeah, we'll put out something. Uh, we'll... we'll uh... We'll get some feedback from people and see what people want to hear and uh, do the same time next week. All right. I I agree with it. Great stopping point. So this has been Millennial Mashup. And I just want to say thank you, Josh. Thank you, Fred, for the opportunity. And let's go out there and mash it up. All right. Sounds good. Um, It was fun chatting with you guys. Uh, If you're on later, we'll play some Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Later. Later. See you guys.